If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, and welcome to The Strategic Expanse. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm joined by my co-host, Troy. Hey. On this, our 35th episode, we're going to discuss Explorminate's Game of the Year and Expansion of the Year for 2018 and a few other things. Welcome to the Strategic Expanse. Welcome to the show, Troy. Hey, it's good to be here. I'm excited to once again be bringing the fans a podcast about our game of the year. I think we got a good one this year, and I'm looking forward to revealing it. How are you doing, Nate? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Now, in case you listeners are wondering why nobody else is joining us, it is the holiday season, and everybody is traveling except Troy and I. We are so dedicated that we said, no, we're not going anywhere. We're staying home to report podcast, record podcasts until we have to leave, when our spouses demand that we leave. So, you know, everybody else, they lost those fights. We somehow managed to hold our <laughs> family and spouses at bay long enough to record this for you, our fans. But uh, that's it. So a lot of the guys wanted to, and we've been trying to kind of line it up with them. And it's like, I can record on Friday night at 11.15, between 11.16 and 11.18. I got three minutes. I can record Sunday afternoon between 4 and 4.22. But 4.23, I'm out. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't record at 4.22 because at 4.21, I'll be doing something else. So, you know, you just kind of have to bear, grin and bear it with us a little bit. But I think... I'm ready to go. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. Let's reveal our, what are we talking about tonight? Game of the year? What else? Well, we're talking about our game of the year. We're talking about the expansion of the year. We're talking about the most improved 4X of the year. We're talking about our guilty pleasures. And we're going to also just briefly mention like what we're looking forward to next year. And since it's only you and I on the podcast, ha, that's what you get for missing out. You <laughs> fellow Explorminators, your anticipated games will not be discussed. So there, just kidding. But all right. Anyways, um, so, you know, 2018 is almost gone. Um, on the one hand, 2018 did not have a lot of big AAA and AA type releases for 4X, but there were some very solid releases. And 2018 had a lot of expansions, which is also pretty good because sometimes we don't even get that. So I think we should just go ahead and start with, what do you think? Should we start with just immediately talk about our game of the year or should we talk about expansion of the year first or maybe the most improved forex of the year i give it to you troy what do you want to do well let's start with uh game of the year and let's talk about the nominees first right so the first nominee for game of the year is Northgard. now i understand that immediately a whole bunch of people just said what are you serious well if you remember, earlier this year, Oliver put together this very well-researched, thought-out, elaborate rubric on what constitutes a 4X game and how do we quantify them and how do we, you know, how, how do we identify a 4X from a pretender, from a light, from a wannabe, from a never was, from a could have been, you know? And based on those requirements, Northgard is is border, not as much as same not not as not to the degree that like a game like Thea, at least the year that we awarded it the game of the year in 2015, at that time, like Thea was a border game. And in reality, it really was and is a 4X. But Northgard is 
this year's candidate border. You know, it's very close. It's got a lot of similar elements. So North Guard is one candidate. Now, the second candidate is Space Tyrant. Now, Space Tyrant is truly a 4X, no doubt about it. It is a 4X light in some degree because it does not have some elements that usually you think of like, you know, larger forks like Civ or Endless Legend or, you know, Age of Wonders or whatever whatever other game you want to toss in there or space Yeah, games. absolutely no diplomacy at all in that game. None. So, but, but you know what? We can honestly say that there are a lot of forex games that think they have diplomacy, but in reality, there's no diplomacy mm-hmm. there whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit, none. Even though there is a, a, an attempt at diplomacy. Now, another, and now here's the thing. Before I give you the next candidate, I'm just going to say there are other 4X games that came out this year. So we're not going to mention a bunch of them. And the reason we do not mention them is because when we came up with what games are going to be included, we asked Explorinate staffers. We looked at games that we as Explorinate, the staff at Explorinate played, the games we reviewed, and we're looking at games that the community talked about. Now, if this is a game that only two people ever talked about, mm, you know, most likely it's not going to get a vote. So there's that. So the next game, and I didn't say this because it's some kind of a qualifier for the next game. No, I just said it because if your game of the year was not mentioned, please put down the pitchfork, put out your torch. We are just going based on Explorminate stuff. We're not going based on the wider community, you know. So, okay. So the next game is Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics of War. Which is a total mouthful to say. Wow. What a name. So in short, just call it Gladius. Just, just in short, it is a 4X through and through, but like Space Tyrant, there is no diplomacy. And like Space Tyrant, there is no diplomacy because it makes sense for the game. So in Space Tyrant, it would be the equivalent of having diplomacy with the Emperor and Darth Vader from Star Wars. The only idea of diplomacy is you do as you're told and all, and pray that the deal is not altered further. You know, that's <laughs> exactly. it. In uh, Warhammer 40K, there's even less diplomacy than that because nobody bothers having a sit-down to talk about it. If you're a human, everybody's a filthy Xenos, everybody's a heretic, or everybody is a mutant, and they're all, <laughs> they all need to die. And if you're an orc, well, they like killing, so you look like you're something that could be fun to kill. And if you are a Tyranid, then you're yum-yum good, and we shall add your genetic distinctiveness to our own they're kind of like the space board the biological space board and then if you're the ne- and by the way the reason i mentioned tyranids is that's the first major race that's going to be added to gladius so woohoo if you are the necrons um you are hundreds of millions years old you pretty much wiped out the progenitors of the majority of the species that are in the universe at the time so yeah your diplomacy is you're either a zoo animal or you don't exist you know, and as you and as Imperial Guard, same thing as the Space Marines, you know. So, yeah, no need for diplomacy. Here's my diplomacy. Here's my gun. If you're standing, let's be diplomatic. If you're dead, I guess my diplomacy is better than yours. So those are our three candidates. And um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to reveal your vote and I'll reveal mine and we'll do? Or do we just kind of go, blah, here it is? Or what do you say? Let's reveal the winner and then we'll talk about how you and I voted. Okay, so the winner is Gladius Relics of War. Woohoo! Yay! Woo-hoo. Awesome! Yay. And it is it is a fantastic game. It is a fantastic war game. It's 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 a lot of fun to play. Granted, at the end of the game, you have you could have a lot of units and city takeover could take some time. So the trick is don't let it get that far. <laughs> like in any four X, <laughs> like in any four X game. But each of the factions has a has their own unique story. Each one has some awesome units, some like really cool end game type stuff going on. And, you know, it's it doesn't have the same slog like with diplomacy or cultural or economic victories because this is this is Warhammer. This is 40K. All of that stuff is get out of here. You know, (laughs) it's 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 very much like Highlander. Only one shall survive. And that's it. The last man standing kind of scenario. So I obviously I voted for it. I mean, I wrote the review. I was very, very enamored with the game. I enjoyed myself with it, and I love the lore. We had a couple of pieces throughout the year by some of the guys, and uh, one of the Bens, who is now on hiatus, he wrote two lore pieces for it that were great. So, um, yeah, those yeah. were really good. Uh, you- I learned a lot from those pieces, honestly. Nice. 
So what, how'd you like it? Did you like it? Uh, so- yeah, you know, I voted for Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics of War myself, and I think that it's it's the type of game that's got a lot of longevity, a lot of replayability, a lot of expandability, and already it's a very high quality engaging game Mm -hmm. so you know when i was looking at the different options and like nate mentioned at the beginning of the show there weren't a whole lot of games that came out this year um you know it 2018 will have one of the smallest forex offerings uh since explorminate started you know we've averaged anywhere from seven to ten and this year's major, had nowhere near that. Major, major release. Yeah. There are a lot of small games that would come out that we just were like, what, really? Oh, okay, cool. We'll take a look. So, so oh. yeah. Um, you know, I, I know there will be some who, who are disappointed that some of their, you know, their, their preferred games didn't make it. But uh, Warhammer 40K Gladius kind of won this in a landslide. We've had some years where it was really close and some years where the, the voting wasn't that close and... Gladius kind of won this one going away. It, it really was, I think, both the most complete game that was uh, 4X game that was launched this year. And also, it's the type of game that I think five years down the road, people are still going to be playing and talking about and enjoying. Right. And I think when it comes to Explorminate's track record of choosing games of the year, we've done a pretty good job of choosing the game that that really will resonate with people for a long period of time and has proven itself to be the best game that came out that year. Right. There is one caveat. There's a tiny little caveat here. Slytherin needs to do something about, like, pricing when they do sales. So Sales? What sales? (laughs) Right. So the Slytherin Matrix, they're like, a sale? Yeah, okay, you bought the game. There you go, sale. You know, so one of the things, (laughs) (laughs) you've been sold, you know? So one of the things they need to do is when these opportunities present themselves, like this, like now, like the winter sale, you know, kick a couple of bucks down. You know, there are people out there that maybe want to play the game and they can't and for whatever reason. So, you know, it's just kick a few bucks down, you know, 10, 20%, you know. It, I think it's better to sell more copies than to not sell more copies, you know. So that that's the one caveat. So usually our game of the year candidates at some point when Steam or whatever platform they're on has a sale, they usually jump right in and they do it and they sell and sell and sell and sell. So maybe this is a chance for Slytherin to just kind of take a little note from their book and kind of do it for themselves. Having said that, uh, we had a vote for Space Tyrant. And I'm I'm a little surprised that you I, – I know you liked Space Tyrant. I'm a little surprised I that did. you did not vote for Space Tyrant. Uh, I did. I didn't vote for Space Tyrant, even though I enjoyed it. I think it's a very good game. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on sale right now too, and so like people should pick it up because it's worth the money to get. However, it is not a complete game, mm. and it it will run into even though the game the humor in the game is actually really funny. It it makes me laugh, and I'm a type of person who hates humor in my video games. <laughs> I, I don't know. like it at all. Right. So if this game got me to like the humor. You know it's pretty good, right? Uh, but the game will become repetitive mm. fairly quickly, mm. and while while the humor and the it well anyway the the repetitive of it, pre- repetitiveness of it is what kept me from voting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. You know it is the type of game that when you get knocked down, you want to get mm. back up and fight again. So that right. that's what really makes it good. The problem is you're going to end up doing a lot of the same motions mm. over and over. So while it is worth the money and certainly uh, would be good to have in your library to enjoy, especially if you're a person who's kind of crunched for time, if you don't have a lot mm-hmm. of time to play 4X games, yep. Space Tyrant is perfect for you. It is right. ideal for you. Um it is not as expansive and complete as Gladius. And I think Gladius is going to have some real long legs in it. it it's going to be able to go for quite a while. For sure. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Then Northgard got a couple of votes. Now, we're not going to mention the, the, the follow-up candidates and stuff like that because that'll be in the notes. 
So you can see specifically who voted for what when you see when you see the notes accompanying the podcast. But so so North Guards, and I know that the reason North Guard got votes because again, it li- like Gladius, it did a whole lot of stuff right, and it's kind of unique in that because it is an RTS, but it's not Starcraft. You know, it's not Warcraft. It's not. It's you have. It's not. There's not a specific build order that works every single time, and you can't really rush it the same way. I mean, I'm sure as an RTS player you could, but this is a 4X, and there's a lot more stuff that you have to consider when doing it. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. This is kind of testing the waters a little bit, because next year, Driftland, the Magical Rival, is coming out, and I think Driftland is more of a 4X than Northgard is. So that's definitely going to be a candidate, because we've been playing it, and it's good, so it'll be interesting to see. And then we had... Two abstention votes, two votes for abstention or abstention votes, and the reason is because um, both of the both of the guys played a lot of the expansions, but not so much the new releases. And I mean, like I said, and I've been saying throughout the year, this has been a crazy busy year for a lot of us. And you know what? When you have a limited amount of time to play, you have to choose what are you going to play. And as a result, you know that it is what it is. That I think that more than anything else talks to the quality of the game that if you have a limited amount of if, if playtime is a finite resource and you choose to use it playing a particular game then if you hate every moment you're playing then maybe you're glutton for punishment i don't know <laughs> but yeah but if you're enjoying it and you keep going back to it that tells you it's a good game so i mean granted it might not be a good game for every person that plays it because some people are like, oh, I don't know the, the topic or, you know, they do this and it really irritates me or they do that. But if a lot of people are playing it like that, then probably it's good for a lot of people. So yeah. to reiterate what we had said, our game of the year winner is Warhammer 40K Gladius Relics of War. So a huge congratulations to Proxy Studios and the, and the guys and gals who worked on it. And then to Slytherin, the publisher, good job. We... we fantastic game and um yeah congratulations good luck Woo-hoo, you know fill in whatever happy 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 joy joy sounds you have all right <laughs> right right so now next one are we talking about expansion of the year or are we yeah about let's most do improved? Uh, let's do expansion of the year okay so for expansion of the year there were a lot of expansions this year now Tons, we're not gonna actually mention, right and for big games too and we're not going to mention every single expansion we're going to get gonna... close. <laughs> I suppose. No, but what I meant is is that there were other expansions and just we're talking about the ones that we specifically voted on internally. And what was really, really interesting is how close the vote was. And because of one particular thing that was done by the developer, it could have been even a more complicated vote. So do we start with the winner, just right off the bat? Uh, the no, let's no, let's start with all the nominees. Let's start right. with all the nominees. So the first nominee, in no particular order, is Stellaris Megacorp is the first one. I, the second nominee is Civilization VI Rise and Fall. The third nominee, which was a big surprise for us, Endless Legend Inferno. So it's an expansion that dropped for a game that's apparently hasn't had any development in like more than two years and all of a sudden boom here we go and it was actually really good then we have endless space 2 with supremacy which are basically for those that might not be able to keep the two straight you have supremacy are the return of the hisho which are the the samurai space hawks that are all about fight honor big ships you know and then we have Endless Space 2 Vaulters, which are basically space sci- scientific space Vikings that can teleport and really <laughs> like to do hand-to-hand combat while in space. <laughs> yeah, and those are two separate expansions. Two separate expansions that came out for Endless Space 2. And then we have Galactic Civilizations 3 Intrigue, which was an expansion that presented introduced espionage into galactic civilizations three and a couple of returning a couple of new races and some um, cleaned up mechanics within the game so there's a bunch of stuff so now so that's like six different expansions that came out this year and all of them are for major games stellaris civ 6 endless legend endless space 2 and gal civ 3 are all among the best-selling 4x games to come out in the last five years so 
That and that doesn't include ones for for smaller games either. There were a lot, like too. there were a lot. There this like 2018 didn't have a lot of new games, but it had a ton of expansions. So I I think as we look back, maybe we'll think of 2018 as the year of the expansion. And I and I think that's why the voting ended up so close, and also the field was so wide. Is mm-hmm. Each of the members on on the staff like enjoyed a different one for different reasons, and they were all, like all of those. That whole lineup are good expansions. Yep, yep. So what do we do? Do we start with the winner? I think we should, right? I agree. Okay. So and then we'll talk about the ones we voted for, and then we can talk about the little bit of a I guess controversy that developed as a result of it. So the winner for Explominates expansion of the year for 2018 is Stellaris Megacorp. Now, Stellaris Megacorp had three votes, but none of those votes were from you and I. Nope. <laughs> so let's begin with you. Who did you vote for? I voted for Galactic Civilizations Three Intrigue mm-hmm. um, for, for a number of reasons. One, again, I thought it was a really good expansion for that game. Mm-hmm. Just like, because uh, Galaxy 3 won... Um, our expansion of the year last year. Mm-hmm. And For then they Crusade. turned around with Crusade, right? Mm-hmm. And they turned around and they launched Intrigue, which was excellent once again. It added a whole new dynamic to the gameplay that didn't exist in the game before. And quite honestly, I didn't think was going to exist in the game. Mm-hmm. And it, it turned out really well. And also, like despite the fact that Stardock as a company has been targeted by... I, I don't know. I don't want to say trolls, but it's been targeted for uh, reasons outside of Galaxy 3, completely unrelated to Galaxy 3 right. by, by people giving negative reviews for this and that. Uh, the game still has a very positive review on, or positive score on Steam, that particular expansion. And like, I just, I just thought it was uh, really good. And another thing, it came out earlier in the year. It came out in right. April, and the rest of the expansions came out later in the year. Right. And I think there's sometimes a bias, like a, a recency bias, where we, mm. we, we just consider whatever came out most recently. I don't think that happened this year because like well, everything so- got nominated. Right. But uh, also came out early. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I'm not saying that this year because. Like how all, all these expansions got uh, nominated, but um, yeah, I, th- I I thought Intrigue really was the one that added the most to the game it was for, without uh, ruining the game. Which is why I didn't vote for Megacorp was because I think that Megacorp plus all the changes that came with it kind of hurt. Stellaris. I, mm-hmm. I think Stellaris had uh, kind of a rough year this past year, honestly. Right. But having said that, Stellaris still won, and yep. I, yep. I understand why it won. You know, I completely understand why it won. But here's here's the 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 little bit of I don't know. I don't want to call it controversy, and it's certainly not drama, but a little a little interesting thing. So between Supremacy and Volters, the two expansions for Endless Space Two. It also garnered three votes, and one of them was mine. So I actually voted for Vaulters, which was the first of the two expansions, which came out, I believe it was in May, and I voted for that one because they're my they're one of my favorite factions in Endless Legend, and the way they played in Endless Space 2 is I really like their gameplay. They're a very tall faction. They're all about you know dealing with pirates and making all kinds of backroom deals and getting them to do their dirty work and not having massive fleets because you have jump gates that you can teleport from your specific system. So you don't need to build systems and clusters. You can like find this good planet here, this good system there, and just kind of like, you know, have a couple of fleets just bouncing back and forth, you know. So it's kind of really made the game more interesting for me. And Oliver agreed. And then Ben, he likes supremacy. So that kind of split the vote. If he, if had you gone and decided that you want to vote with Endless Space 2 and had you voted for either Supremacy or Vultures, that still would have created a tie. Either a tie or, on the one hand, there would have been four people voting for Endless Space 2 versus three people voting for Megacorp. So that could have been a little bit of a contention there. Having said that, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter because, like, all of these games are fantastic. It's not like one of these games, oh, man, this game stands, you know... On, on the on the heads of everybody else, it's so good. It's 
just the best. You know, they're all good. They all have bring something good to the table. Now, what Megacorp, so you had mentioned an intrigue that it introduced espionage and a couple other interesting mechanics to Galsiv, and you thought they were never coming. Well, same thing happened in Stellaris with Megacorp. So initially, before the game even came out, we were all wondering, oh, is this going to be like Victoria in space? You know, is there going to be an economy? And the economy that existed up until 2.2 in the game has been atrocious. Like, that is by far one of the weakest points of Stellaris is the lack of economy. And intergalactic, where you have a game where you can have tens of systems or hundreds of systems, you can have giant, you know, alliances or federations, and to have no economy whatsoever, no economic gameplay was like a giant oversight, and Megacorp fixed that. And it introduced other things as well, and other aspects that impact the game globally. So I completely understand why the people that voted for it voted for it. I understand why the community is so passionate for Stellaris. I understand why, you know, Megacorp is what it is. So I can't, you know, I can't fault them for that. And with that, I think we shall go ahead and congratulate Paradox, both the dev studio and the publisher for Stellaris Megacorps for being Explorinate's 2018 expansion of the year. Yay! Hooray! Awesome! Congrats, guys. So, yeah, sorry we can't make more noise. It's really late at night and we have to keep our volumes down. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's asleep. <laughs> Everybody's asleep. You know? But, alright, so let's... Okay, so this one was also really interesting. This one was actually where there was a controversy sort of brewing, but then it kind of fo- it kind of resolved itself, you know? Yeah. So this is for our most improved 4X game of 2018. Now, this means that this is a game that came out previously in any past year, but it 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 was the the content in 2018 that came out, be it free patches, be it paid DLC, be it full-blown expansions, be it any combination of the three that came out, improved the game as a whole. So now we have really three candidates in no particular order. We have Civilization VI, we have Endless Space Two, and we have Stellaris. So th- I think when we announce the winner, us discussing why we voted the way we voted also makes sense. Yes? I think so. Okay. So the winner of this category happens to be Endless Space Two. Now, I voted for Endless Space Two. You voted for Endless Space Two. So why don't you go ahead first, and then I'll add my thoughts on afterwards. Okay. Um, one of the reasons I was able to vote for Endless Space 2 for the most improved 4X of this year is when it came out, it had some problems. Um, uh, ground combat was bad. It was it was just bad. Uh, space combat had really weird camera problems. Like I had I had issues where it would just follow a missile and it would just it would follow the missile basically off screen and like the spaceships wouldn't even be around or anything it was just really weird and it it felt like an incomplete game when it first came out the the dlcs the patches and the two expansions however have really made a massive difference in endless space 2 ground combat has been improved space combat has been improved the tech tree has been improved diplomacy has been improved We've got new factions that are fun to play, and I think of the three that were nominated, Endless Space 2 improved the most. Um, well, the, I, I guess I'll talk about why I didn't vote for the others later. Okay. So why don't you, why don't you talk about why you voted for Endless Space 2? Sure. Well, I, 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 give a, I always give a disclaimer whenever I talk about Endless Legend or Endless Space I have to give a disclaimer. I'm a VIP for Amplitude, so I see these games. I get to play them uh, in their alpha state. I get to play them in their beta state. I get to play them during closed betas, and I get to see stuff that's coming that a lot of times the wider community might not see for months or maybe even a year. Having said that, that has no impact whatsoever on how I vote because I get to see this stuff. This is a privilege that I have, but it doesn't mean that the game will be the most amazing game ever. And having said that, I completely agree with you. Endless Space 2 at release was not a bad game. It was definitely, I mean, there's a lot of games coming out that are in much worse shape that are not bad. And it was, it was, it was decent, it was solid. 
but there were a lot of holes. And what they did is they are filling these holes in. Now, they're not doing it because they're holding back on content. Oh, we're just going to release it piecemeal and just kind of make money. No, they're doing it by having the community involved. A lot of these votes have to do with, like, specifically these improvements have to do with community. They ask the community, hey, guys, gals, what do you think we should work on? What would you like to see? And the community votes. The community gives feedback. And then... They release these DLC and these expansions based on that feedback. So, for example, Endless Space 1, when it first came out, was was like a fresh, a breath of fresh air, like like just like a splash of water. Like was, 4X was practically dead at the time. There were a few games that were good, but for the rest of it, it was really quiet. And then Endless Space dropped, and it was like, whoa. It had problems, sure. It had a lot of things they could have improved on, which they did for Endless Space 2. But what it didn't suffer from is interesting factions. What it didn't suffer from is having good stories, or ha- not good stories, but like faction differentiation, having interesting music, like building. Then Endless Legend, they built further on that by adding crazy narrative and like really, really good stuff. So in Endless Space 2, this past year, they released a story pack like for some additional missions and they released a music pack which harkens back to endless space harkens back to endless legends and like improves on some of the tunes and ads this is stuff like a lot of studios don't think about they don't put this extra effort they're like oh it's not worth it it's so much work for so little payout it's not we're not going to do it and they did it and they didn't charge a lot for it. They did a lot of free patches throughout the year, a lot of content. They'll have, like, as a, under celebration, when they celebrate their endless day, which is when they, you know, when they were founded, they started releasing games and whatnot. So every year when they celebrate it, they have a vote. And as part of the vote, the community plays. And as part of the play, they release some free content at a later time based on that stuff. Not too many studios do that. You know, and that improves the game. And that, for me, is one of the, between that and the actual DLC and the stuff they released. You know, that that really put together makes it interesting. So here, it was a lot easier to vote on because all of us voting at once, it was okay. It was much simpler. But when we were talking about expansion of the year, because they released so much content piecemeal like that, you know, makes you wonder: can they take it all together and do one bigger expansion, or is it? better to do it like this and you know what this is something that only they can really answer because Firaxis is the one company out right now Firaxis and Stardock are the two companies out that release full-blown expansions everybody else releases mini expansions or small amounts of DLC like like Stellaris so in a given year they might I mean uh, Paradox in a given year they might release 10 15 different things for their various games instead of one major expansion so I think that's like the biggest thing here. That's why Endless Space 2 really got the vote that it got. And, um, you know, congratulations to Amplitude. Congratulations to Sega, their publisher. Congratulations to the guys and gals in Amplitude that worked on it. It is, we, we salute Endless Space 2. We, we, we love you and we want to see what else you have to bring to us. Yeah, and, and the reason I couldn't vote for Stellaris... Mm-hmm. was I don't think that there's a real consensus that it's better now at the end of the year than it was at the beginning. Mm, like that's, that's very true. When it changed from version 1.9 to 2.0, it alienated a lot of fans. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know that one could say it's better now than it was back then. Now, it's not a game I play, so I can't speak from personal experience. I just know what I read in our forums. Right. And I know there's a lot of people upset with uh, the direction Stellaris has taken. Mm-hmm. And as for Civ Six, I couldn't vote for it because it still feels like a very incomplete game. Like it's mm-hmm. got, it's still got quite a ways to go. We got Rising. No, wait. No, we got Gathering Storms uh, coming out. Gathering Storm. That's right. We got Gathering Storm that's coming out. Thank you. And mm-hmm. that might make a big difference in yep. Civ Six. But for 2018, it it still hadn't arrived in my opinion. So I think Endless Space Two is definitely the right pick for this now, year. Now here's something really interesting. So when I was tallying the votes and throughout the day, I'm texting and calling and emailing guys trying to lock down their votes. Everybody's trying to listeners hear me out. It is not easy to do that when you have members that not only live in different time zones, not members, staffers that not only live in different time zones, but live in different countries. 
There might be many time zones away. It is not easy to do. So I was like going back through old emails because I've been asking our guys for like the last couple of weeks and like stuff that I was told before Megacorp came out. As soon as Megacorp dropped, a bunch of them were like, oh, oh, no, no, I got to play Megacorp. I'm not sure anymore. So you see, we really did wait to the last minute to compile all of this. And as this was happening, before all the votes were in, I saw that it was really going to be between Endless Space 2 and Stellaris. So what I did is like, on a Saturday afternoon, so we're recording this on Saturday night. So Saturday afternoon, what is it, the 22nd today? Yeah, December 22nd. I polled real quick. I did a little uh, little thread in our Steam forums. And the last time I checked, at the time I checked, the majority of the people all said Endless Space 2. And it's like, you know, maybe if all, all the members in the community voted, it would be a different story. But you know what? I can't wait for everybody to vote. When we, I just... We here's five hours. You know, if you're paying attention, let us know. Of course, I'm sure tomorrow morning people are like you're crazy. There's gonna be arguments in there. So you know, hopefully not. But the community at the time that we're recording this, the community agrees that Endless Space Two is the winner. So once again, congratulations to Amplitude. You have won Explorminate's most improved forex of 2018. Now, we have a little thing we want to talk about, like guilty pleasures, like some of the other games that the guys were playing that were not 4X or maybe strategy or whatever. But before we do that, is there anything else you wanted to say about the three winners for tonight, which is Gladius Relics of War, Warhammer 40K, Gladius Relics of War is our 4X game of the year for 2018, Stellaris Megacorp for our expansion of the year 2018, and... Endless Space 2, our most improved 4X of 2018. Um, I just want to say that I'm really proud of our picks this year. And, you know, I'd I'd say that, you know, even though the ones that I picked didn't always win, I, I agree with the consensus of the group 100%. And I'm, I'm telling you that I think our track record long term as, as a group, as a staff is rock solid i'd I'd say we've done a better job than a lot of the other sites out there who tend to pick like whatever biggest company released whatever biggest thing that year is their game of the year so um i i'm proud of the work that we do the research that we do the deliberation and consideration that we give it and you know when it comes to the game of the year if you buy warhammer 40k gladius you're gonna enjoy it yeah. If if you own any of the games that had expansions nominated for expansion of the year, obviously you should go get those if you're at all financially capable because so many different ones were nominated. Obviously, they were all good. Right. And if you haven't bought Endless Space 2 yet because you were waiting for it to get better, well, it's, it's, it's gotten better. better. It's gotten, it's gotten a lot better. better. It's gotten a lot better. So yep. here you go, guys. Um you know, you can use this as, as a purchase guide if you like, and I don't think you will be upset if you're able to purchase these things. I, so, I think you'll really enjoy the games. So I want to add two things to what you said. Now, I realized that I should have said it earlier, but when you were talking about Stellaris between version 1.9 and 2.0, for myself personally, up until 2.0, I couldn't get into the game. I tried. It was just I couldn't do it. Something just, I kept bouncing off of it, and I put in maybe five, six, seven, eight hours, ten hours, however many hours, up until 2.0. After 2.0, I put in like 120 hours this year into Stellar. Wow, that's a lot. That's excluding Megacorp. I've not played it since the summer, but up until the summer, I put like 120 hours into it. So, they, you know, maybe I'm one of the ones that they were targeting with that, but it worked. It became so, a much more uh, conventional game with 2.0 it's i don't know like i miss some of the stuff from 1.9 like i miss having all the different drive systems and things like that so that mm-hmm. was i think uh like something i hope they return with the new guy that's coming in daniel morgard hopefully i'm saying his name right that has taken over the you know the being the main producer for it so maybe they'll bring some version of it back so that you know because i do like it from other games like sort of the stars one that was like one of the major features that made that game amazing but having said that I totally understand. Now, the other thing is, this is some something you said. No matter what, and I'd say this without any hesitation or doubt, no matter what, there's always going to be somebody who thinks that what we're saying is completely wrong. 
Like, no, you're wrong. It's not Endless Space 2. It's Stellaris. Oh, it's not Stellaris. It's, you know, it's Dominions 5. Dominions 5 is the best game ever made. Please never buy anything else again. You know, there's always somebody somewhere. No, it's not Dominions 5. That's not a Distant Worlds Universe 2. Not Distant Worlds Universe 2. It's Bejeweled 3. If you're not playing Bejeweled 3, you're just not a gamer. You know, there's always some nut out there or some passionate fan or somebody that just feels differently. So I already know. I saw some of the comments that, you know, people are saying that how can you even think anything other than Stellaris? Well, you know, that's how. This is the reason why. And if you think... If your thinking aligns with us, then you will like these games. If your thinking is completely polar opposite, then you might like other games. And that's okay. But do let us know. We really are curious as to why. And maybe you can enlighten us in some way that we can, in a future analysis, take it into account. Because, you know, like everything else, we learn and we grow over time and we try to improve ourselves. And with that, I think let's move on to guilty pleasures. Now, since it's only you and I here, I'm going to list off some of the games for the other guys. And then we can just talk about our games since we are here. And that's another, you know, you guys should be here so you can, you know, give shout outs to your games. You're missing out. But okay, so we have for Matt, we have a game called Crosscode. So it's a... The way he described it is a Super Nintendo-like JRPG game that like struck some some nostalgic nerve for him that he just cannot put it down. And then there is Divinity Original Sin 2 for Ben and for Mark. Now, I know Mark was also enjoying um, the other... Oh, oh, my God. There's another game that's very similar to this. Pillars of Eternity? Pillars of Eternity, yeah. So I think for him it actually might be Pillars of Eternity too, but... I think, you know what, I think that's actually what his candidate is. So maybe maybe I'll just do that right now. I'll just move it real quick. I'll create a Pillars of Eternity too because he was a huge fan of that. Yeah, that's that's it. Eternity 2, Mark. See, I just want to make sure that we represent everybody. So that's another one. Then uh, for Joshua, we have Star Control Origins. He really enjoyed that one. And in, that definitely had a lot of nostalgia for him in a good way. And I think that helps the game. They, they hit the right notes with the nostalgia. Then for Micah, it was Elite Dangerous, which is the... He's really been into flight sims, war games and flight sims, and I know he's been enjoying this one. For Oliver, it is Vermintide 2, which is another... Um, I didn't see that coming from him at all. Yeah, well, it's this is another... This is a first-person shooter... Only this is set in the Warhammer Fantasy Battle game. And basically, you are, I think you're playing as an em- from the Empire versus the Skaven. So they're, they have like, they have a couple of other games set in very similar times, but those ones are squad tactics games, whereas this is a first person shooter. And he's been playing a lot. He's been playing it a lot. Then we have, um, let me see. We have for Dallin, Total War, Warhammer 2, and he's done a bunch of uh, stuff on Twitch with Ben, and he's done videos, and I know he's a huge fan. And that's another. So do you notice there's a bunch of stuff from War from uh, Games Workshop here? Yeah, well, they've been uh, licensing their game in very interesting ways. They've taken a yeah. different uh, path than mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. people. So, like, they've been licensing, like, even the smallest parts of their game, like Gladius is a planet Mm -hmm. in the massive Warhammer 40 K universe. And so they, they, like they licensed that to proxy studios, Slytherin Mm -hmm. to do a game. And that would be like, if the Tolkien estate licensed, uh, the minds of Moria or or the Shire or the Shire, you know, or, uh, you could make a game about Tom Bombadil, yeah, and that's it. And you he's know, be a and... first-person shooter, <laughs> right? Right. You go, you go hunt down all the evil trees as Tom Bombadil and put them back to sleep. Looking, looking for the ant wives. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Boy, did, so, um, did I get my nerd credit back yet? Yeah. It, it's uh, just I don't know. Um, I think it's kind of worked out well for Games Workshop to kind of break up their IP the way that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's worked out well for the fans in particular because we can have a game like Warhammer 40K Gladius, mm-hmm. whereas before that, that really, like 10 years ago, that couldn't have been a possibility. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's happened. Games Workshop never did any licensing ten years ago. Well, the, no, they did. Like no, no. they licensed like their whole no. thing to THQ. Right. They did the Dawn of War one, Dawn of War two, which were awesome. Dawn of War three, not so much. So, yeah. But, but when but when THQ went under, yeah. I think maybe Games Workshop had a big meeting. They said, well. Maybe we can't just place our IP with one company. Maybe we could just, like, shotgun it out there and just see what happens. And, like, we'll just just give people... We'll see what happens when we give people just a small thing, like Gladius or Vermintide, and see what they do with it. And we'll do different studios and different publishers, and we'll see what they can do. It's interesting because there's... This is quite a bit off-topic... But because of the change in genre, but it's on topic. The same thing happened this year with e- with Electronic Arts and Disney giving them the rights to Star Wars and what they did with Battlefront. And it was just like a complete uh, and utter sham. Yeah, yeah it was and bad. That, it was bad. And like Star Wars in the past, uh, when their licenses were used, they made some amazing games. So maybe, you know, they need to do something like that there because that's the same thing for Games Workshop. They have a lot of amazing licenses, but they never really allowed video game makers to try different things. And this year, so many different games. There's a bunch of other games that we haven't even talked about, but I will have stuff for them next year, like Excursions. There, I have a couple like Mechanicus, and that's a squad. There's also... Uh, uh, what 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 is that one? That one is the Inquisitor. There's just a bunch of different things going on, so it's crazy. Just Blood Bowl two. I've been playing for like a year. So, but anyways, okay. Uh, do you want to talk about your guilty pleasure? Because yeah. mine has some overlap with some other stuff. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um. Well, we should we we should also mention that Nate, Matt, and Joe enjoyed BattleTech. Well, I was as... going to talk about that. Oh, okay. All right. I'll let mention. you do that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, as anyone who's a regular listener to our podcast knows, I play a lot of World of Tanks Blitz. Um, I love playing the historical tanks that are in the game. Uh, there's a lot of stuff from World War II, Korea, uh, the very earliest portions of the Cold War in there. I, I enjoy participating in that historical aspect of it. Um, it's, it's a game where I can play a match usually within five minutes or less. So if I have a half hour, 45 minutes to play, I can get in six to nine, maybe even 10 matches. And for a person who doesn't have a lot of consecutive hours I can devote to a game, yeah, World of Tanks Blitz is absolutely perfect for me. Because, like, let's say I play a match, it's five minutes long, and I get interrupted, which frequently happens. I've still played a complete match. Like, I can leave the game after five minutes having accomplished something, and that's hard to do with most other games. Like, an RTS, I would have trouble with that. Any game, Uh, actually. Like, like, um, like even a, like, Endless Space 2, let's say. Um, Five minutes in Endless Space 2 might be a turn. Right. And... You know, or or if I'm playing, trying to play an MMORPG, yeah, right. like there's there's just like five minutes is what it takes to load into the game. So right. I mean, there's just nothing you can do. So, but in Blitz, like if I only get like if I I can play five minutes and then I get interrupted, go take care of something, I come back, play another ten, get interrupted, whatever. It's it's absolutely perfect for my lifestyle, and that's why I play it so much. It's also why I have so many hours in it, is because mm-hmm. I'm really not like hardcore playing the game nonstop. But you are no, playing I'm, I'm not. It's just like I'll play ten twenty minutes and then go address something else. But I leave the game on, <laughs> so right. like I rack up all these hours that I've really not played that many hours. It's embarrassing how many hours are in it. But I'm there's times I've left it on overnight and haven't played I'm it. Try, so try. You don't have to make excuses. I promise I to keep your secret. 14 million hours. You know, yeah. I'm not going to tell it. I keep my profile public just because I know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm part of the Explorminate community and I want people to see what I'm doing. So. I, I keep mine private. Only my friends, my Steam friends, can see how many hours I play, and I do it like that because I don't want anybody to know how many hours of Bejeweled Three I have. It's my. Dream. I would be embarrassed about that too. Except you uh, play it as well. 
<laughs> That's true, I do. So you, but it's just on my phone, so it's not on my Steam record. Exactly. No, I have it on Steam. I actually bought it for Steam. And I didn't think twice about it until Rob or somebody else was like, you play the Jules? What's wrong with you, dude? I'm like, what? <laughs> Nothing, man. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. So I'm done. What about you? What's your guilty okay. pleasure? So I. So what we did here is we only really talked about one game. Because a lot of us have multiple games, but it's like, this is not the guilty pleasure show. This is the game of the year. But, you know, guilty pleasure for 2018 also kind of fits. So we have two. I I appear here twice because there's a game that multiple members here also played. So that game is Battletech. So both me and Matt make an appearance in Battletech because... This is a game that we both enjoy. And for me, Battletech is kind of the same way you mentioned uh, World of Tanks. Though I don't have five-minute matches, I do have... I can finish a lot of missions in 30 minutes or 40 minutes. And having a sit-down of 30, 40 minutes is, for me, it's a lot more realistic than sitting down for four hours or five hours. So it makes playing long-winded games difficult that's why like during the year i didn't play i didn't get a lot of chances to play oriental empires that's why it took me so long to review it that's why it's taking me so long to review aggressors because i just can't i don't have a block of four hours five hours to sit down and you know what a lot of people like hey so don't play in 20 minutes yeah do you remember what you did i don't have time to write every little every little thought down so i can pick it up next time i play that's an issue so you know we both like BattleTech, but why are we appearing twice? Because Joe he also likes BattleTech. So Matt and I basically got to mention a game twice because of Joe. But my guilty pleasure of the year, and this is a game that I have been waiting for for more than eight years, is Red Dead Redemption Two. And I don't feel guilty about playing it, but I did play a whole lot of it in that one month period where I could have probably knocked out the aggressors review and like done a couple other things. And it's just like, you know what, guys, I'm sorry, but I've been waiting for this game for a long time. And I know the game is going to be amazing, which it is. And I know I'm going to need some time to play it, which I did. So Red Dead Redemption 2 is my guilty pleasure of the year, including Battletech, which I got a freebie here. So... Let me see. I think that covers all of us. And um, since none of the guys are here, they cannot tell us about what games they're most excited for next year. But I'm going to give you, listeners, three games that I'm very excited for next year. And it's not fair because I want to give you about 30 of them. But I'm going to give you three. And I'm going to pick one game from each genre. So the first game that I'm super excited for next year is Phoenix Point. And I've spoken about it before and... If you don't know why, there'll be a link in the notes and you can check it out yourself. The second game I'm super excited for is Theater 2. And that should go without saying why I'm excited for it. And, you know, there's that. Now, the third game, this is very difficult because this is, you know, I have a bunch of games that can fit in here. It could be Gathering Storm from Civ. It could be the various unannounced things that are coming from Amplitude. But again, these are expansions. You know, and it could be, you know, one expansion, this or that or some other thing, a couple of things, but the one or something from Stellaris, maybe even or even stuff from Gladius. But no, the game I'm going to put here is Age of Wonders Planetfall. I am so hyped for this. It's crazy. So these are my three. Now, I know a bunch of the guys also agree with like Mark. I know is looking to Phoenix Point and Joe is looking to Phoenix Point And I know like Oliver and Mike are like, and Dallin, everybody is like, oh, we want to see Planet Fall. And, you know, everybody's very curious. It's you and I and some of the other guys are like, oh, Thea 2, Thea 2. So, you know, they kind of got a little mention. What about you? What are you, what are three things you're excited for for next year? Well, I'm not going to differ from you all that much, to be honest. Um, Obviously, I'm looking forward to Thea 2. I'm playing the early access version now, and it's good. It, it's fun. It. I was a little bit worried that they may not be able to capture the world once again in the sequel. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you experience something for the first time, mm-hmm. like it's, it's good because it's novel. It's new yeah. to you, and... Like the sequel just can't live up because you've already like you can't ever recapture your first experience with something. But Thea Two absolutely nailed the atmosphere of Thea One. It it's got it, and you're experiencing it all over again for the first time. And I just love that. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to the finished product. Uh, 
I'm also looking forward to Age of Wonders 3 Planetfall. It's it looks like it's going to easily be the best Age of Wonders yet. And Age of Wonders well, 3 was not, a very good game. It's not Age of game. Wonders 3. It's called Age of Wonders Planetfall. Yep. Yeah. I want to correct you on that. You called oh, it did I say of, 3 yeah, Planetfall? Did I say that? 3. Well, it's getting late. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Age of Wonders Planetfall looks like it's going to be the best Age of Wonders yet. So, like, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I, I can't wait to play it myself. Um, also, I'm looking forward to uh, Driftland, the Magic Revival. Uh, I think it could... Like, I'm not totally sold on the units disobeying my orders. That That's one thing I really like about Space Tyrant is I get to be a tyrant. I always love playing a tyrannical-type person in my 4X games, so that, that suits my personality well. Um... We'll see how that turns out, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Driftland, the Magic Revival. But I gotta say, Nate, 2019 has a lot to live up to when it comes to 2018. I was looking over the games that we've reviewed uh, for 2018, and do you remember what Ori- Oriental Empires got? Yeah, I gave it a recommended. That's right. Do you remember what Warhammer 40k Gladius got? Yeah, it was recommended, and if it, if it would have had you, just a little bit more, it would have been exemplary. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember what Dominions 5 got? Recommended. That's right. Do you remember what Space Tyrant got? Recommended. I, I'm That's right. I'm a pattern here. Yeah. Uh, 2018 didn't have a lot of games, but they were all good. Uh, so 2019, and, and that doesn't include... Um, for 2018, Aggressors Ancient Rome, which we've already said is a solid game, right. and DD That's Empires, which were just... Recommended. <laughs> it probably will. Um, and DD Empires, which we're still kind of taking a look at. Yeah. So I, I can't comment about that game. I don't know anything about it. it and the people in our community who have played it have said it's pretty good, but, you know, that's just well, hearsay. That's what... a, Micah has a key. He's checking yeah. it out. So, so. anyway, uh, 2018 might have had low quantity but very high quality. Yep. So 28 2019 I should say has has quite big shoes to fa- to right. fill um because I don't think in all our years of Explorminate we've had this kind of consistent quality coming out for 4X. So while we may be on the decline of the 4X renaissance it's going out with a bang. Yeah, well, 2019 has a lot of stuff coming, too. Like, you got At The Gates coming. That's true. Like, in January, we have an unannounced project from Stardock that they've been hinting at. That's a brand new game. We don't know if it's a 4X or strategy, but there's something big from them. We know that there's going to be stuff from Paradox for Stellaris. We know that there's going to be stuff from Amplitude for Endless Space 2. We have Gathering Storm for Civilization Six. We have a couple of unannounced projects also coming from Paradox, which Mark Nanward went to work on. So we don't know if that's a 4X or a different strategy, a grand strategy. Uh, we know there's a few smaller games that are on the verge of coming out. Empires and Runes is about to drop. Uh, we have uh, Interstellar Space Genesis. We have yeah, ISG, Predestination. Pre- well, there, there's about half a dozen games that are always on the verge of dropping any day now. So Predestination drops in there. Children of the Galaxy is also in there. Maybe, um, let me see, Remnant, Starborn, uh, uh, Galaxy Collider. There's, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff coming, like different things too. Thea 2, you know, there's there's different types of games that might just stuff for Gladius because we already have the Tyranids coming in January also. I believe January. So I think you're right. We got a bunch of different things coming and that doesn't include any surprises. Like last year we had this inferno from endless legend you know who saw that coming as a vip we didn't know it was coming until it was almost out so it's not out of the question that they might be like hey you remember dungeon of the endless we got something for that too it's like okay yeah why not let's see what you got so 2019 looks to be very excited and i'm hoping what we can do different for 2019 is by shortening the format on the excursions maybe get out our full-blown pieces out earlier and maybe have some more re-examinations for older games that are still getting content 
you know, like shorter re-examinations. That's what I kind of did this year when I did my two. So maybe we'll we'll be able to do stuff like that. And Oriental Empires is going to have something also. They just had games. Uh, the Mongolians, yeah. Well, they well they just released that this year, but they're, I'm sure that they're going to release more stuff next year because there's China. Oh, my God, so much history there. So many different things they can do over there. You know, they can introduce Japan. They can introduce Korea. Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Manchuria. Yep. The, re- the rest of... Uh, the rest of Southeast Asia over there, you know, or even expand west because of the Mongols. Who knows? Oh my God! So, all right, do we need to restate the winners again, or? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just review real quick? So, real quick, our 4X game of the year for 2018 is Warhammer 40K Gladius Relics of War by Proxy Studios. Our expansion of the year is Stellaris Megacorp by Paradox interactive or maybe paradox dev studio and then our most improved 4x of 2018 is endless space 2 by amplitude studios so congratulations to our three winners i will be reaching out to you to let you know and i know there shall be celebrations in the streets parades because explorinate has picked your game so you're very welcome remember i like ferraris and lamborghinis <laughs> no, i need i need a i'd like a condo up in uh, some high-rise i mean an apartment let's not get crazy here somewhere in manhattan or maybe in boston so you know i'm always open for bribes by all means for 2019 so send them my way but in all seriousness you guys didn't guys and gals did an amazing job and we thank you because we are putting time into this and we're enjoying ourselves and keep it up. You are in these interesting times we live in, being able to escape into a game and create a different world to your liking, shape it to your liking. That is something that you do not get often. You do not get a chance to do often. And these video games help do that. And I think that more than anything lends itself to why these games are the way they are and why we chose the way we chose. Absolutely. So, uh, Nate, is there anything else you want to say before we close this show up? No, just, you know, we're 2018 was a good year overall. We're very excited to see what 2019 is going to bring. And just as a big thank you to our fans, to our listeners, to our to our video watchers, to our streams that are not frequent, but they will be our videos soon. Everything is going to return to normalcy and for supporting us, for, you know, reading our stuff, commenting, talking to us and for our patrons who really make all of this possible because we are ad free. We can do that because we have a really awesome group of patrons. So thank you very much. And and thank you to just the staff. You guys are awesome. You guys do all of this for free. And for chump change, you know, here's a key here, here's a this there. And you guys kick ass and put a lot of work. So I just want to thank you. I couldn't do this by myself. There's no way. So this is you guys all make this possible. So thanks a lot. That's it. I'm done. All right. Well, we would like to thank everyone for joining us on this Game of the Year podcast. We really enjoyed having you with us. This has been Troy and Nate for Exploraminate. Take care, everyone. See ya.